Davis took down a chart and unrolled it on the table in front of us. We left Dover on the 6th of August. Morrison was with me then and had planned to stay for the whole voyage. We sailed to Holland and round the West Frisian Islands. It's a splendid sailing ground. You can explore for days without seeing a soul. What's all this? I said, pointing to shaded patches which covered much of the chart around the islands. All sand, said Davis enthusiastically. Of course the charts are out of date and almost useless because the sandbanks shift and change all the time, but I managed to work out most of the channels. With her shallow draught, the Dolce Bella can go almost anywhere, and besides, running aground is safe enough as long as there's decent weather and you know what you're doing. Morrison had to leave me after a bit, but I had a jolly good cruise even though I was single-handed. I got as far as Norderney, the third German island, and had plotted the channels there. Davis took down a thick notebook from the shelf behind him and showed me the detailed sketches he had made, marking routes between the sandbanks and the depth of water at high and low tide. Then he continued. On the 12th of September, I'd called in at the little fishing harbour in Norderney to get some supplies, and I'd asked a few questions at the shops about tides and channels and so on. That same evening, I had a visitor, Herr Dolman. He'd rowed across from his big barge yacht anchored nearby the Medusa. He made out that it was a social call, but I was sure that the locals had told him about me and that he was checking up on me for some reason. After I'd shown him around the Dolce Bella, he invited me to the Medusa that evening for dinner. His daughter was there too. Her mother, I'm sad to say, has been dead for many years. What was Dolman like? I asked. Friendly enough, or so I thought at the time. About fifty, I suppose. And Fräulein Dolman? Davis blushed. Oh, she seemed a very nice girl, he said, and quickly continued. There were two other friends of Dolman's at dinner. One was an officer in the Imperial German Navy, Commander von Bröning, tall, and about forty years old, a very sound chap, I thought. I didn't much take to the other. Herr Burma, he was called, a thick-set, wrinkled old fellow who spent the evening staring suspiciously at me through his gold-rimmed pince-nez. Anyway, at the end of the evening, Dolman suggested that I follow the Medusa the following day. I'd mentioned that I planned to sail to Cuxhaven, at the mouth of the River Elba, and Dolman said that he was going there too. A happy coincidence, or so I thought at the time. The next morning the weather looked dirty, and if it hadn't been for Dolman, I'd have postponed my trip. Off Vangaroog, the last of the East Frisian islands, it really began to blow hard. Dolman hove to until I'd caught up with the Medusa, then called me from the stern. He told me that he knew a shortcut to Cuxhaven through the Hohenhern sands, and yelled to me to follow him. I knew it was dangerous there, but I hadn't much choice, so I agreed. Well, ten minutes later the Medusa had vanished. Dolman had sailed on and left me in the lurch. Of course, I soon ran aground, 
and the Dolce Bella was trapped between a fierce wind and a lee shore. The storm was driving me against the sandbank. I'd have broken up but for Schiffer Bartels. The Johannes arrived just in time and towed me off the sands to a safe anchorage. After that I followed Bartels' barge to the Baltic. I thought for a moment. Perhaps Dolman lost sight of you by accident. Davis shook his head. Hardly. He would have known how deadly dangerous it was for me out there, alone in those conditions. I've thought about it a lot, as you might imagine, and I can think of only one explanation. When Dolman visited the Dolce Bella, I popped up on deck for a few minutes to make sure his rowing boat was secure and left him in the cabin. He'd have had just long enough to look through my...